0: Save the Queen.
1: Hello and welcome to Pod Save the Queen. I'm your host Zoe Forsey and we've got lots of fun things to talk about this week including Royal Days Out at Wimbledon, a fun outing for the Queen recognising our NHS heroes and kind of a royal wedding. Uh, joined as always uh, by Russell Myers, our Royal Editor. How are you Russ?
0: I'm very well. I hope you're not sweltering in the heat of this heatwave that is plaguing the nation although it's quite nice actually we should stop moaning about it
1: it is very nice but it is also a little bit uncomfortable I think I'm on probably about two hours sleep for the last three nights um (laughs) and before all our American listeners roll their eyes at us and do the the heat. it's about
0: 70 degrees Fahrenheit and then everyone goes crazy so you know imagine living in Arizona or somewhere
1: but I do still have the argument of the UK doesn't have air conditioning anywhere, and this is why I think we're allowed to complain about it a little bit. It's not like True. most homes in America, where you can go no. into your nice, cool bedroom in the evening. We're all kind of, yeah, tossing and turning
0: time. with a desk fan. That's about that's about our life at the moment, isn't it? And uh, yeah, but we only this this only lasts for about three days of the year, so you know people will exactly. uh, have to get used to it.
1: Make the most, and I've avoided sunburn so far this year, which is great. Are you? Are you? pink yet or are you still all right
0: factor 50 you know I'm factor 50 since since I moved to the coast I'm I you know you can't you can't be too sure when the sun is going to come in so I'm very careful these days and I I, and I've turned 40 so when that happens you're
1: worried about how old you look
0: anyway I think so
1: (laughs) oh no see I'm still factor 50 all the time anyway but I'm pale and ginger which means that that doesn't even help sometimes so it's on all the time <laughs> well but you look anyways. positively
0: radiant today
1: thank you very much good save thank you right so we've had lots of again we said last week it feels very summer and it feels very nice which is lovely um and another week pretty much the same isn't it and we saw the queen and charles were out yesterday they were giving out some awards to our incredible nhs heroes weren't they
0: Well, they were. And this is the the George Cross, which is such a... Sort of a prestigious award. I mean, it goes back right to the, instituted by the Queen's father, George VI, in September 1940 at the height of the Blitz, that he was, uh, pre- he produced this medal sort of um, in recognition of acts of heroism um, or people who had displayed great courage in circumstances of extreme danger and had normally recognized sort of the actions of military personnel but then also civilians not not in the face of an enemy i suppose but then the announcement came sort of last year that it was going to be produced to, um, to the NHS as a whole body. And I think it's only the third time that this has ever happened. And um, in order for that to happen, they had representatives from frontline workers from all the home nations, England, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland. Um, and they included uh, a lady called May Parsons, who was the nurse who delivered the world's first COVID-19 vaccine outside the clinical trials, and that was to a lady called Maggie Keenan, delivered on December the 8th, 2020. I mean, it seems like an absolute lifetime ago, doesn't it? But I think that what was really important was for the Queen to recognised not only the incredible work of the nhs over the seven decades of her reign but also um as she put it the amazing covid-19 vaccine rollout um and she wanted to sort of put on record i think as as part of um you know the in a platinum jubilee year especially i think it really recognises the fact that the the nation is super grateful to the nhs the national health service is the envy of the world especially in um In countries with poor health systems or paid-for health systems, I mean, it's it's often a massive talking point in American politics, isn't it? uh, And we sort of that reverberates around back to the UK as well. And um, I'll just read you sort of a little bit about um, last July, which was the seventy-third anniversary of the NHS's foundation. The Queen wrote uh, sort of a message to the to the whole. Um, to the whole of the NHS. And this goes to everyone from the, sort of, the cleaners, the porters, the surgeons, the NHS, frontline workers in the emergency rooms, everybody who helped keep the country on track. And the Queen said, It is with great pleasure, on behalf of a grateful nation, that I award the George Cross to the National Health Service of the United Kingdom. This award recognizes all the NHS staff, past and present, across all disciplines and all four nations over more than seven decades, and especially in recent times. You have supported the people of our country with courage, compassion and dedication, demonstrating the highest standards of public service. You have our enduring thanks and heartfelt appreciation. And I couldn't have put it better myself. Actually, I didn't realise that it was for past and present. So this encompasses... You know, all of the people who have worked in the NHS and there must be many, many hundreds of thousands of people and um, and no better deserving group of uh, of of individuals and collective people who have just kept our, our country going in these um, in these quite bizarre times of late.
1: Yeah, I was the same. I thought it was just people who'd worked during the pandemic. But I think what the last few years has done has made people really aware of what doctors nurses paramedics, everyone you know all these different bodies um kind of within the within the organisation do and so it was really nice to see them all to see them all recognised. We had some lovely official photos, weren't there? We had kind of the Queen and Charles with all the different representatives uh, around, which was lovely, and it just looked like a really nice day. And, yes,
0: uh, yes. It didn't last too too long. I mean, I was quite impressed that the Queen was able to stand. She looked very radiant. She looked happy. It was only, I mean, literally a sort of five-minute ceremony before the cameras got kicked out. But the Queen was standing without her trusty walking stick that we, we've seen her using on um, with, with sort of increased frequency of late. But um, you know, Prince Charles sort of standing in the background supporting his mother, supporting the role of the monarch. I think we're seeing obviously seeing that an awful lot more, aren't we? And um and I think that the Queen is sort of really focused on doing maybe the bigger jobs. There was definitely, I think we spoke last week about the the changing aspect of the of the Queen's role that had been put in the sovereign grant for the first time ever. And um, I can't quote verbatim from the report, but it was all it was almost saying that there was really no jobs that the monarch had to had to do there, there was obviously she would do the meeting and greeting of of world leaders but there was no necess- necessity to do the, the the big um businesses of state i suppose anymore and and that you would imagine will pass over to charles and charles and william obviously we saw at the state opening parliament and uh and yeah, I, I do think it is a, is a bit of a changing of the guard. But um, but nice to see the queen out and about and um and looking fine and healthy before her summer holidays, where she'll be off uh, off very soon, no doubt.
1: And so the queen did the kind of NHS side of it, but there were also lots of uh, what of the... All investors are really exciting and really interesting, but there were lots of big names that we saw, and it was Charles that that headed those up, wasn't he? And who were handed mm. over those handed over the titles. So who did we have? We had the diver Tom Daly, uh, who got his. Fit. It was it was for lots of reasons actually, wasn't yeah, it? I, his, he his, his his, um, yeah, his
0: his um yeah his. His list was really, I mean, it's not only for his sporting prowess, obviously, he's an Olympic gold medalist now, a bronze medalist back in 20, was that 2012? I mean, he's been at the top of his game for so long. Um, But really for his charity work, for his activism, for the LGBTQ plus community. So he is, um, I mean, he's a a really, really incredible individual. And uh, yeah, I mean, what a CV, incredible.
1: And there's also Martin Lewis, uh, who is very well known in the uk he's basically a a money he's a money saving expert Is his kind of you know
0: his tagline yeah (laughs) he he goes with
1: And he basically has done so much work. His, what he his does is he t- tells people in Britain how to save money. He's got a website, but he's now become a real kind of talking head on issues of how people can save money. And especially with the cost of living crisis mm. that the UK is currently facing. He's become a real, a real source of support and has saved lots of people who are really struggling to pay uh, bills and to buy food. Uh, much needed cash at the moment. So it was really nice to see him recognised as well. And we also had, we spoke about Wimbledon last week, but Kate was back at Wimbledon for the kind of second, you know, the end part of the tournament, the exciting part. Well, it's all exciting, but the very exciting part. So mm-hmm. she was solo at the women's final on Saturday. She was in a bright yellow uh, custom-made dress by, I'm going to say this wrong, Roxanda, um, which is one of the ones she actually wore for the Caribbean tour earlier this year, which uh, Scott and I spoke about quite a lot because it got quite a small showing. She sort did wore it for an airport arrival but we didn't get to see it oh yes it i remember nice that get, yeah yes. it was nice for it to get like a, a proper the showing it deserves because it's a beautiful dress so it's got kind of a wrap top um and it's a custom made one but there's a similar version on the website which doesn't have sleeves which is a oh guess the price tag on this for us
0: um a million pounds
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> hot on well done you nailed it <laughs> i don't know
0: it's, i mean how much is it 500 quid
1: one thousand pounds and one thousand oh. and ninety-five pounds. So not a bargain one. So even more glad that she wore it out again because that's one that definitely recycled. you got to recycle. Well, I'm just going to say this, and I know you're going to mock me for it for saying that she recycles it. But I said last week she's recycling stuff a lot closer together. She's not normally she re-wears really something from four years ago. But to wear something twice within a few months, I think, is really interesting, and I think is showing her, you know they're making more of an effort to rewear stuff. Um, Well, we're
0: all feeling the pinch. There's a cost of living (laughs) crisis. And if you can't wear an £1,100 dress twice, I mean, gosh.
1: Exactly. (laughs) And so she had some other um, celeb pals in the Royal Box with her. So there was Tom Cruise, who we seem to be seeing an awful lot of Tom Cruise. Do you know what?
0: There was more celebrities than actually normal people. It was absolutely
1: extraordinary.
0: I know that the All England Club liked to get a bit of glam, and that's fine, but... It was just incredible. There was Ellie Goulding, Tom Cruise. I saw the chap who plays Spider Man. What's his name? Yeah, Tom Holland. Oh, maybe him. Yeah. I was, there was, I was just. I, there was lots of lots of people. Andrew Garfield. Of people. Andrew. Andrew Garfield. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. See, I'm, Tom
1: so. Holland was Spider Man as well, though, wasn't he? Oh
0: gosh, I don't know. I mean, I think I saw him as well. I mean, you yeah. would imagine he's he's yeah. pretty alias. <laughs> he's pretty alias.
1: <laughs> If not, I'm sure he got an invite, even if he couldn't make it. Let's go with that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was a great game. And, obviously, she presented uh, the trophy as well, which is really good. But the kind of main day that got everyone excited was the Sunday, because, of course, uh, she went along with Prince William. And Prince George made his Wimbledon debut as well, which was really nice.
0: I know. Poor chap. I, You know, I'd just been uh, I was discussing during the week. because Obviously, the Royal Box has, has a dress code, and you have to wear a tie and a very smart suit. But... It was pretty hot on Sunday. Both of, both of the days were lovely, but Sunday was pretty, pretty hot. And he was probably oh, yeah. hot, hot under the collarbone, chat. But he's but he seemed to be having a good time. I like the fact that uh, people were asking Kate about where were the other kids. And she was saying, you oh, um, know, this was George's treat because he's the one who plays tennis, apparently. He's been playing tennis since he was five and he's he's eight now. So he's he's probably... I mean if you, if you can't be good at tennis and your mum is the patron of the LTA I mean you're, you're, you're probably going to be struggling uh, a little bit for, but um he seemed to have a jolly good time It was a good match Djokovic um beat Nick Kyrgios from from Australia who is I mean it was his usual combative self I think is putting it mildly but I liked the touch of when um when they met uh, Novak in uh, sort of the, the players' lounge uh, after the match, and he let George hold the trophy, and you could, se- you yeah. could see <laughs> Kate very nervously sort of hanging next to him, putting her arm around the trophy almost because it's obviously the lid you would imagine comes off. Yeah, so her she didn't arm want him straight to drop it,
1: didn't she? Of like, oh god, yeah. the lid comes off, and yeah. I, I think it started off as, "Do you want to touch it?" And which I imagine Kate and Will's like, "Okay, that's fine." And then all of a sudden, he was being, and it, you know. It's a big, a big trophy. But when you see a child hold it, I was like, it's half the size of him. And yeah, I think Will said, don't drop it, (laughs) which I really enjoyed, um, which was cute. And also Kate said that uh, Louis now started playing tennis as well, which is cute. So we're going to have all of them. Oh, they could be. Yeah, we could have a four. We could have like a Williams sister set up in the future. Could you you
0: imagine? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think um, Williams already said they want him to play up front for Aston Villa and do and do the royal gig, so he's yeah. you know, got to take a toss up between football and tennis. But um, oh, no, no, have a no, very
1: very busy diary,
0: pretty much. But no, lovely, nice to see. Always love Wimbledon, um, and uh, I think again we're seeing the kids come out a bit more. I mean, they sort of had a big, quite front and centre role, didn't they at the Platinum Jubilee? Is this a thing to come? It's interesting because people I've spoken to at the palace said, listen, don't don't expect the kids to be doing more. I mean, we might see them pop up. I think it will be at big family events, Christmas time, we might see them at um, yeah. a show or something like that. But I don't think we're going to see them doing sort of regular engagements. But it's interesting how they are being more introduced and i've often thought this about what on earth goes through those children's minds when they're standing on the balcony and there's like a million people in front of them and a fly past and you know their great granny is the queen how do you on earth do we explain it to them because you know, young kids have a it is difficult to sort of understand what people do for a living and how society works i suppose but then when you're when you're looking out to that sea of people at the Platinum Jubilee, it must have been absolutely extraordinary. But they seem they seem pretty well rounded children from the from the outset, and people who know them um, and know the family say they are all for all intents and purposes almost in inverted commas, but a pretty they live a pretty normal life. And I think that that's a testament to how William and Kate have made efforts to you know drop them off at school, to be there for pickup, not do. Massive foreign tours. I mean, I think if they went to Australia, they'd they'd have to take the children because they wouldn't want to be away for yeah. that amount of time. So, um, so yeah, I think um, I think they're doing pretty well. The, the Cambridge kids. Definitely, I mean, really, right. really, I tell you what would have been interesting, just as a final note on that, is to see Louis at Wimbledon because
1: you right <laughs> <that's> imagine? <in obviously, laughs> that's
0: obviously wild, Especially But Especially in it,
1: the heat. Especially in yeah. the heat, it would have just been like that. Yeah. maybe he'll
0: uh, maybe he'll get to go in a couple of years but
1: yeah um, in a few yeah. years time I'm sure it'd be great um, do you want to know the Wimbledon fact that I found so always love the out fact. this week so obviously, whenever Kate is there, she wears her little bow, which is the dark green and purple bow, and that 's worn by all members of the committee of management during the during the tournament obviously kate's been a patron since two thousand and sixteen Yes, and the dark green and purple colors were actually introduced in nineteen o nine the the club's previous colors were yellow blue and were blue, yellow, red, and green, but they decided what? they were too close to the Marines, so they had to have a bit of a rebrand.
0: Right. Oh, that's interesting. I well, love, a f- little, love a fact. Thank you. little
1: fact, um, nice. which is good, which I really enjoyed. So look forward to hearing us reuse that next year, so if everyone mm. could forget that in the, Very in the good. meantime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be great. Um, yeah, so that was really fun. That was really lovely. Oh, there was actually a little moment I meant to mention, because obviously, as you said, uh george was in his in his full suit as he tends to be but when they arrived because they got there separately and will said to him you know you're right and george just went i'm hot which i think probably was the same response as everyone had because there is always that hard thing with like formal occasions of when it's in suits of because women are lucky that they can wear more summery dresses but how do you feel about like a suit with shorts
0: no, come on! I mean, yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure. I haven't been into the office this week, but I bet there's a few characters wearing shorts in the office. I haven't and I seen dr-
1: any shorts in the office yet. I, I draw the
0: line. I draw, I saw a man wearing a beanie in the office in the, a few months ago. I can believe it. So it's something out of the Bino,
1: um,
0: <laughs> which is a which is a satirical magazine about a naughty boy if you if you don't know about the Beano in the UK. But, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of people wearing shorts in office. No, you've got to... I'm not all for, you know, a total stickler for tradition. You can wear a linen shirt. How about that? But no, no, shirt, no that bare legs
1: be... for the men. OK. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, we had, talking about that nice summery days out, we had a... Uh, It's not a royal wedding. It's it's a it's a family wedding that the royals attended. Is that a fair way to describe it?
0: I think so, because you know what I'm like sometimes I'm like, you know, they're not royal. I mean, we we've we were going to mention Pippa Middleton, who has potentially had her baby. And some some people she hasn't she hasn't formally announced it, but there were reports that that she has had a baby. However, she's not royal. But your argument was that Kate is an is an auntie again, so yeah, so has got
1: a yeah,
0: You won you won that argument. You yeah. won that
1: argument.
0: but you is this I'm gonna take a royal wedding? Is this a royal wedding? <laughs> you can be the judge.
1: Well, it took me a while to figure out quite who it was. I won't lie; I had to figure it out. So this is Princess Anne's ex-husband Captain Mark Phillips so that is Zara and Peter's dad, daughter from his second marriage
0: well well explained well explained but I mean I was quite surprised they were obviously quite a close family because for Princess Anne to go and 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 the rest of the family I mean you know they're obviously quite a close unit which is nice to see
1: yeah and to go to your you know to go to your ex-husband's
0: yeah, so that's the thing is a,
1: because is it a
0: certainly fit Zara and Philip, uh, Zara and Peter, rather would would be friends with their half sister. So that's you know, but for them for them for their mum to go as well, I thought was a bit. Oh, that's quite interesting yeah. that they're, they're obviously um, well they got blended families.
1: Yeah which I think was really nice. So Stephanie Phillips married uh, William uh, Hosier at the St. Mary, the Virgin Church in Tetbury, which is in Gloucestershire on Saturday. Which is beautiful,
0: by the way, absolutely in in Tetbury. Tetbury It's stunning. And it was, again, we've had a a lot of weather references, but it was beautiful sunshine. It looked absolutely glorious. If you haven't checked it out, there is a piece online that you can have a look at. And there are some very, very nice pictures.
1: The pictures are gorgeous, and we had all the young you know all the Tyndall kids were there, weren't they, in kind of their little bridesmaids outfits. It would look like a really nice day, which was lovely and Peter Phillips took his new girlfriend uh Lindsay Wallace, Yes. interesting to see her and shows that she's obviously got you know already a really important part of the family, which is lovely to see,
0: yeah, super, i mean okay i'll, I'll concede it we we can <laughs> we can talk we can talk about it as a royal wedding but
1: thank you, know. you so that's two wins in this podcast <laughs> pippa <laughs> and this excellent right other big fun occasions this week. It is Camilla's seventy seventy fifth birthday this weekend
0: on Sunday. I mean, it's a big one. It's a big one. I mean, I think I think we've been talking about this for weeks. It would seem, but fair enough. It's a big birthday, big milestone. Um, we sort of touched upon last week that she had taken over the uh, guest editorship of Country Life magazine, which I thought was. Um, You know, the pictures were really, really nice that the Duchess of Cambridge has taken. There's an ITV documentary out tonight at 9pm. This is Wednesday. Have you
1: watched it yet? Have I have seen I a lot of clips
0: I have seen a lot of clips and it's a rather nice sort of amble through um it, it's a lot of focused on the sort of guest editorship of country life and how she, she said that she wanted Catherine to do the uh, the pictures and how that went down and how it was very relaxed and I mean she's quite self-deprecating and quite fun camilla and I think people have seen that over the last few years that she doesn't take herself too seriously um and uh, what else is there in it? It's um, it's yeah, it's padded out with a little bit of, of sort of her background, sort of her, the, the the charity work that she does. And I think I think she comes across really well, to be honest. And there was it. There was an event yesterday. Now, many people wouldn't have heard in this magazine, but there's a magazine that goes back. Decades and, decades and decades. I think the, I think it actually stems back early 1900s. It's called The Oldie. And The Oldie magazine is um, I think it's chaired or certainly he's the CEO of it. Giles Brandwith, friend of the royals. He was a good friend of the Duke of Edinburgh. Um, and he is uh, he's a broadcaster altogether. Um, quite amusing chap who does a lot of um Lot of broadcasting, a lot of stuff with the Royals' rights, Royal books, and so forth. Anyway, he was he's hosting. Al- the- he's
1: always on the telly. He always, always, always on, on the, the telly. telly.
0: <laughs> you know, for these very loud, vivacious jumpers that he used to wear as well. So he still was host- does. He does, yes, he does.
1: <laughs> really he quickly, was- before you go yes. on, this magazine is this the one that famously last year tried to make the Queen their like oldie of the year? And she yes. said, thanks, but no thanks.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, here we go. Um... Oh, I, I'm I'm wrong. Actually, it was actually launched in 1992. I thought it went on for 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 many wow. many decades. I'm sure. I'm sure it's got
1: only a hundred years uh, off. Only a hundred years off. Don't yeah, worry. I'm
0: sure it had a sort of more, a, a previous incumbent. Anyway, it's a top magazine, and it's for What is it It says it's a magazine written for older people as a light-hearted alternative to a press obsessed with youth and celebrity, which is why they had um Camilla has gone for the last couple of years they had the Duke of Edinburgh as sort of the oldie of the year one year who he found it quite amusing they wanted the Queen to be the oldie of the year well I think you're right it was last year and she said she turned it down she said basically you're only as old as you feel and she definitely didn't feel that she was worthy of such a title however Camilla took it with good grace and um and Camilla, I think, was was poking fun at the the woke brigade, woke woke culture, if you can call it that. So this this lunch, which was organised for her, had guests of 120 national treasures, if you can call them that. There was lots of sort of actors and poets. The model Twiggy was there. She's 72. Actress Felicity Kendall, she's 75. Uh, poet laureate Simon Armitage was there. Michael Rapongo, he's 70, per- Pergo rather, 78. Um, and so you, you get you get the sort of the, the gist of it. Dame Joanna Lumley was obviously there as well hosting the event. and she said, ladies and gentlemen, if I am allowed to call you that, and obviously there was a big sort of ripple of laughter throughout the room, um oh. and sort of play, very much play, I know sort of a bit sort of close to the bone, but maybe playing up to the uh up to the up to the crowd, I suppose, and she was saying. As well, paying tribute to the Duke of Edinburgh and saying how that she's taken, I think she said this before, hasn't she, in, in documentaries, how she looked up to him and she wanted to do emulate his sort of position in the not position in the family, but the way that he went about his business. And she said, certainly yesterday, um, the Duke of Edinburgh's philosophy was clear look up and look out, say less and do more, and get on with the job. And that is just what I intend to do. And I think that's very interesting given. The announcement by the Queen in February about her wanting her um, to be named Queen Consul when, when Charles takes the throne in the fullness of time, as she put it. And we are seeing sort of a a greater introduction to her personality. I mean, it's, we're a far cry from the years of her being public enemy number one. and She's certainly spoken about those, those terrible years, her treatment in, in large sections of the media, her uh, perception of from the general public of what they how they perceived her to be an act and obviously there was a relationship born out of adultery but we've we've come a long way and I think that people do respect her for the issues that she's tackled with literacy and domestic violence and she she speaks well she's still quite nervous in the job I, f- I find whenever I, I see her publicly speaking I was in Rwanda and she did one of the keynote speeches on domestic violence out there at the um, Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting and she definitely gets gets nervous and and um and I think that's quite endearing really that she's still been do- she's been doing this job a long time, and yet she takes it very, very seriously and she knows her words will reverberate not around necessarily the, just the room that she's talking but but across the country and across the world, especially when she's making big speeches in um, at events like chogham so um yeah, happy birthday
1: do we know anything of what we're going to have from it like do we know any details of what i think she's having i think she's, she's having a, an,
0: an ibiza styled rave. I, I think I,
1: I, well, that's going to be my first guess a, th- so, a th- three glad.
0: a three day uh, <laughs> extravaganza i don't know i imagine it'll be well as the palace normally say it's spent quietly or privately with with friends and family um which is quite sweet i suppose
1: and that'll again be another example of the kind of blended families within the family yes we'll yeah, you You know, her children from her first marriage, along with some of the royals as well, which will be lovely. But we will give you all the updates on that next week. Uh, Now, what do we have coming in the next few days? You've just added one to the list, which I'm really hoping we can speak about, which I didn't know was happening. I wasn't expecting. That wasn't that wasn't like an outie, I could imagine.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes. Well, so today, as in Wednesday, so you'll see some pictures on this later or, you know, now if you're listening to the podcast. Oh off today
1: right.
0: It is today week. no it is not next week it is actually happening as we speak and Charles and Camilla are in West London because they are sort of relaunching the world famous Notting Hill Carnival and if you've if you're not familiar with the Notting Hill Carnival it is incredible extravaganza huge street party parades all sort of from the um, incredible mixed communities from West London, afro Caribbean, Jamaican Caribbean communities all come together and put on sort of a festival of colour, of dance, amazing food, music, and it is returning for the first time since 2019. So there, there is going to be a lot of very fun pictures, I would say. So they're going to probably start dripping in, in the next hour or two. So I'm looking forward to seeing them. So good that they did supporting local community because it's right on their doorstep in london as well
1: and that's obviously been the reason it's been relaunched is it's been cancelled well, because COVID, of covid i mean yeah. for the last Just, few yeah. years yeah because i remember last year they were trying to work out if they could do it or not and it didn't quite didn't quite go but what else do we have actually next week then
0: you know what? It's pretty quiet at the moment. I think the Cambridges have uh, probably only got a couple. It's the summer holidays now for the kids. So they yeah, are going to be up. sort of, um, they're going to be broken up. They're, I think there's a couple of things coming up at the end of the month, maybe beginning of August, but we don't really know what they are yet. But it will, it will start to slow down. I mean, fair play Charles and Camilla, they're the ones who have been really hitting hitting the ground. Well, they keep on running See, after their couple of tours this year. They're doing a lot more work than the others. That must be said. I did <laughs> see something from the Anti Monarchy Group Republic during the week, and it was quite an interesting thread. Actually, um, I didn't really get enough lot of traction, but it was it was an interesting read. So if you haven't seen it, go back in because I think it's always good to have some context about speaking about engagement and what engagements mean and how much the sort of Cambridge is. Obviously, there's an air of them because it's by Republic. There's probably an air of them accusing them of being lazy, for want of a better word. I don't think they necessarily use those, that word, but that was the, that was the gist of the, the article written. But there's a big thread on Twitter and, uh, and their website. So let's see what the Cambridges get up to after the summer, because fair play Charles and Camilla. They're in their 70s, they're in their mid-70s, and they are absolutely killing it
1: fantastic well yeah lots to look forward to and i'm glad they're all enjoying some summer fun as well thank you so much for joining me today russell and thank you to everyone for listening in as always we're on twitter and instagram at pod save and until next time
0: pod save the queen